What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Justin here. I know I took one week off. It was great. You know, relaxed my limbs a little bit. Uh, we had meals here, of course, with, with uh, Jeff J. Thank you so much to Jeff J. for being on the show. It was a fantastic show last week. I don't think you guys would have wanted to hear my uh, my Sasha, Bianca, Becky takes, but you're going to get a little bit of it this week, <laughs> of course. But uh, to fill in for Meals, who is actually on his own vacation uh, this week, I have somebody that I feel as though should have been on this show before. It should have already been on here, but I'm glad to have him here right now. Elite Media's very own, Trevor Trout. The boy messed up today, fellas. I was going to get on the mic today. It's going to get real crazy in here. A lot of people going to be upset today. We locked in, fellas. I had to, you know, I had to get somebody so much more controversial than they could think. I had to go against the grain today. Against the grain, you say, hey, man, I don't be thinking I'm wrong. So you have to show me today. Uh, well, listen, sometimes we agree. Sometimes we don't. We've been going back and forth for a... About a year and some change now. <laughs> you and I, we used to not see see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. We you know we we coming around. Yeah, it, it it comes with age. I think I think you got your own little 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 uh, opinions. I do too, but I think it it works. It really works. It's a good mix, man. It's a good mix. They go here today. Don't worry. Absolutely, and and of course you are of course representing elite media. When the fuck is the Twitter coming back? Hey man, on the first, fellas. Okay. The first oh so, oh so by the time you hear this, you're gonna be we're gonna be back on, on the air with, with the Twitter. The real the real is back, fellas. They try to oppress the African American man, but you can't hold a real one down. Oh, here we go. All right. Back. Uh before we get into anything, but what are what are your feelings on this uh this Donda stuff? I, I do wanna talk to you about that. Uh, oh my god. Hey, I I wanna ask you a question. Okay, what's up? How much have you played this week? Um, I'm going to tell you what I did with Donda, right? Okay. So Sunday at around 11 a.m., uh-huh. I went on Apple Music. I'm a Spotify user. I went on Apple Music because I didn't want to ruin my Spotify algorithm <laughs> playing this album. I didn't want it to even show up on my Wrapped in December. You feel me? Uh-huh. <clears throat> so I skimmed it. Song one got 15 seconds. And I realized it was bullshit. I think I gave like I, I would I would play the first 10 seconds then skip to like a minute. Because <laughs> like these are all these songs in the album have really long intros and they're all like ten minutes long. I'm not gonna hold you, bro. You're not gonna gravitate me. Like if I was a normal person, you're not gonna gravitate me. If I'm just saying the beginning, first down the down the down. Like bro, that's really some stupid shit I've ever seen. But yeah. it is what it is. It's some kind of ass shit. As for me though, there are some good songs in that album. This is what I will say. But with that being said, because you know how I roll. There's just way too much good music out here for me to stop doing what I'm doing to, to go listen to, to Kanye music in 2020. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it, 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 you know, it really kind of speaks to the whole rollout as a whole that the the key to the music is the gimmicks and not really the music. And even if the music's fine, you know, like it, it, it could be fine. And you know what? I did hear there were some good songs. I do like um I did listen to the whole uh, what's it called off the grid. That's a good song. I'm not gonna lie, it's a good song. But there are so many things that I feel like people kind of overlook that I don't feel like they give other people and forget. You know, tell me if I'm wrong here. They they they, they don't give the people the same grace that they do Kanye West. I feel. 
They really don't. Because the thing is, bro, like, to say that I haven't heard better albums this year, like, that would be me telling a lie. (laughs) And we, like, we start lying now because, I mean, is it fair to say Kanye is a, is he a legacy act, even though the albums have been pretty bad for, like, he's a legacy. It's, It's Kanye. Yeah. But at the same time, I can tell the truth, like, you know what? I'm not going to play this shit. And I'm not going to buy into the whole buildup of what this was going to be. Now, with that being said, The Boy comes out this week. I'm actually anticipating that. <laughs> That's music yeah. I really want to hear. There, well, it's because we have, we maybe heard, and this is guessing, we maybe heard three songs off of it. These are singles. Uh, We don't really know much about it. I think the rollout, I'm not going to be honest, is it's kind of, it feels just as rushed as Kanye's. Not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping that it matches up with the music. You know, I hope the music isn't rushed. He's had, he's had three years to do this, Trevor. Yeah, it's true. He's had, he's had a long time. So he's, this is, is this the longest break he's ever had between albums? It has to be. Yeah. And it definitely has to be. And regardless, though, is like we're still going to hear complaints because people want to say this is not the peak of Drake. This is not like people really trash Scorpion for some odd reason, and yet people still play it. It's really weird how that works. Ain't it? <laughs> yeah, still play it. Well, my my thing with Scorpion is I don't think it's like a classic. It's not. It's too long for it to be that. Oh well, Views was long too, but I feel like Views had higher highs. Like I go back and listen to Views, like okay, people were really wrong about Views. I think. I'm glad opinion. you said this. I really am, bro. <laughs> I really oh, am, dog. Because they really be trying to act like there's just a very, very just good album. I'm like, no, bro. You really know Fire Desires is on here. Bro, the outro is amazing. Like, I think View, to me personally, like I said, it's going to sound crazy. But, like, Views is, the actual song Views is one of, like, my favorite Drake songs, like, ever. And that sounds weird to say. But that's just, that's a personal preference. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fine. And, and, but the thing about views is that, and, and this goes back to Donda, is that the expectation was different than what was delivered, right? So with views, you expected, oh, I'm going to, it's going to be all meek disses. It's going to be his blueprint, right? They thought, it was, you know, Jay-Z back against the wall, he gave us a blueprint, right? I don't feel like Drake has ever had a back against the wall other than like one, the little mixtape, if you're reading this, you know, that was his only back, he, the, you know, it's it's just not the same game anymore. I remember the views because, like I said, bro, like like you you whole hell older than me, but like when that, everybody was getting, I remember that day at school, everybody stopped to get Apple Music to go pick up views. <laughs> that was back when like the streaming music shit was still really new. Remember like yeah. the whole with the whole a uh, title we're about to change. You you remember that shit? Man. Yeah, yeah. And like I played it. And it was on the albums, like, the first listen. Because remember, we was still here, like, before it got mastered. It was just on Spinrilla, just getting kicked off. It's all in and everywhere. Then right. Then master was like, bro, this shit sounds amazing. And then I heard Western Road flows. We were like, well, like, two, two, well, two tracks. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, do y'all hear this shit? Well, definitely. Western Road is definitely one of my favorite Drake songs. I, I, It was a moment in time. And I think that's why, this is just my theory on Drake, right? Yeah. It's moment in time music. So I'm not going to lie. Drake talking about the same th- things he talked about five years ago probably isn't going to hit that hard for me anymore. I'm not going to lie. I'm, di- I'm, I'm engaged. I got a lot of stuff going on. But if I was 24, 25, 26, that's a moment in time. Views was a moment in time when I was just moved to L.A., 
just getting out there on my own. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to get it. That that meant something to me. So I think that when people talk about what a classic is, you have to kind of skew your expectation and skew your definition of it because to 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 now like music is different. It's not a, a time capsule. Well, it's always really been a time capsule of the point that you're in, and I really think that's what Drake represents. But it's also a point in life. Like it's going to be different for everyone. There is no like you don't think Illmatic is a classic, right? I'm one of those people. This is no, really- yes or no, yes or no. Is Illmatic a classic? <laughs> I can my me personally to me. That, that's all like, I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Is it is it a classic? I, yeah, I can think an album is not really that good, and I can expect because brother, they, it, like bro, my dad's sixty years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I was six, like this is their music. I have to also take into consideration. Like, okay, there's people from this generation of other music, the one prior, and then the one before, who really do enjoy that music. Mm-hmm. So when I take that in consideration, it's not always about me and what I think. I always look at the scape of music of, okay, what is the general consistence, consensus for this body of music for just overall? You understand what I'm saying? Like, right. I 100% think, and you'll be honest, I 100% think Young Thug makes better music than Nas ever, will ever be able to make in his entire life. That's yeah. not the point. <laughs> We're talking about Illmatic. If you ask a lot of people about Illmatic, like, they'll say Illmatic is a classic. It's just not to me. And that's, to me, though, but that's what, but 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 that's what happens is like people want classics to be this highly agreed upon, non contested fact, and that's just what that's not what art is. It will never be that. There's people that think Mona Lisa looks like the worst thing they've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Like there's people that 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 don't agree with that. You know, there there'll never be a consensus in rap. That, there, there, there never will. And that's see, but what what amazes me though is like okay people they'll take an agenda that they're always against and when it comes to somebody that they like they'll rearrange it <laughs> yeah 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 because <laughs> you know yeah. like i'll go let's say i'll go okay cool let's say album a like this is a classic it's like why but in this community no, no, no. i'm like okay i hear what you're saying but like i always talk charts i always, always i'm like okay cool you're right it's not it's not it's not always about charts it's not always about charts but the thing though is bro if a lot of people are playing this music okay a lot of people are playing this music. It's hard to deny this out. It's hard to deny this out. Yeah. It's not always about you and like what y'all like in y'all city or what it like. No, you have to look at the grand scheme of everything. My issue comes, okay, when people, usually, you know, people who don't look like us come in and they take an album that's clearly bad that no one is universally respecting at this realm and they go, okay, this is what this body of work is. Yeah. That actually pisses me off because some of this shit's actually not good. And what happens is because obviously we're not the ones writing about the shit. You know, we look five years later. Oh, this album was this. This album was that. And it's like this album was never this. This was never a moment in time in music. Y'all still don't play this shit. What are we lying for? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like. It's amazing. Well, I mean, I, I'm glad to I'm glad to see see that people are being at least like non check marks are being honest about Donda and even check marks. I mean, pitchfork gave it a six. I feel as though that might be, I haven't heard the whole thing, but it might be real. I, I might've rated it a little lower, but I'm, I'm a harsh critic, but they're telling the truth, Trevor. And that's all we want. That's all we want. That's all you want, bro. I mean, like here's the thing though. Like I said, I think, I think it's, it's a fun, like, bro, there's good songs on that album. It's just, 
I have other music I want to play. It's not, it's not Donda. It's not, uh, you know, how people will be weird. Oh, it's because it's kind of like you hate, like, no, bro, that's not what it's about. If someone makes good music, I want to play it. A lot of that is, it, it, it is, it is a lot of that to me, though. The stuff that he's done. I'm not going to lie. A lot of that is, it, it is a problem to me. I think the thing with Kanye is that it, it, it reaches way deeper than um, just music. I, I think that a lot of people, like you said, not people that aren't, you know, people of color and some people that are of color um, tend to sweep under the rug the way that he kind of discarded us a couple years ago. And he's never apologized for it. He's never tried to make amends for it. But he does that all the time. He discards us all the time to advance himself and the slavery stuff the confederate flag stuff the maga hat stuff the the presidential stuff was you know in the middle of a pandemic that we needed to have a you know and this is getting a little political but we needed to have someone that was going to push forward an agenda that was going to get us safe right Mm -hmm. he discarded i will say this same time as a person who's a citizen in this world i'm not finna look to kanye to stand up for me for shit. I'm not, this is not how this shit works. But we thought, but, but we thought, we thought that he was that type of person. And I think that was the issue. And that, and that when he showed us who he really was, then that's where, that's where it is. But, let, but let's, let's. Wait a let's, second. I got, I got one more thing <laughs> that we can go and get into. But I got one more thing. Why I think it's so weird about Kanye is why we treat Kanye the way we do. It's because the thing is, they're two completely separate Kanye's. Like, for example, if you really grew up in hip-hop, listened to hip-hop music, actually around hip-hop early, there's a t- there you hold Kanye to a different standard of shit, and then when it's not up to par, you can be honest about what the music is. The issue with Kanye, is not really directly his fault, is a lot of people he introduced hip-hop to. Yep. So they think he is the gold standard. And it's not even like especially white kids and especially people who are black kids, but they weren't really allowed to listen to real hip hop. Kanye gave them a lane where they could do that. Yeah. And music sounds like all of it. Like he, he pretty much could do no wrong to them. Like they can go like, this is the college dropout. Like this is like registration. I'm like, you didn't hear them albums till five years after they came out. <laughs> you didn't. I went to the store. I bought Late Reds when I was a kid. I did that. Because you remember those Walmart releases where you go pick it up, put, put it on layaway. This is shit I did. <laughs> so, like, when people do this, oh, but Kanye, he's... Ch-, I'm like, I'm not saying you're wrong about that. What I'm yeah. saying is you have to be honest about the music. And the thing is, it's hard for people to be honest about some music that they weren't around for when the shit was being played. Right. You're right. The thing is, they're, they, they 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 write in hip hop now. That's that's what happens. But anyway, <laughs> but let's get into no hold bar news section. Of course, uh, a lot of talk about NXT this 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 week. Uh, so I, I got a couple NXT topics. For starting off with the new performance center signings, they they, they revealed a new class of uh, PC trainees yesterday, uh, and very interesting, Trevor. They they they're, they're uh, not fully. Uh, I guess the mandate of no more midgets and stuff like that. It's not full. I guess somebody didn't get the memo because not a lot of these people are like the six feet, five, 300 pound people that people think NXT is about to become. Uh, some, some of the signees are Bobby Stevenson. Uh, of course, as we mentioned uh, earlier, Gable Stevenson's brother, 
uh, has actually been signed by the WWE. Ben Buchanan, which is, uh, you know, B squared for if, if you if you're into the old John Cena days, his son uh, and Joseph Fatu. Uh, the the Usos' younger brother, Jimmy and Jay's younger brother Joseph, was also signed, uh, as well as Dominique Dawkins' son. Did you know that, Trev? When I saw the thing, I think it came up on my Twitter. I Man, I really like what WWE's doing because the thing, you know, forever it used to be, man, I grinded and I can't in the dub. I'm like, bro, here's the thing: the WWE has a way of how they want people to work, how they want people to wrestle. And they know now that they can mold anybody and make them into stars, and the proof is in the pudding now. <laughs> right. We've seen it. Like, they know how to do this shit. And that's why hashtag the other company, they want to take everybody because they know that they know what they're doing. They know how to book those dudes. They know what those guys can and cannot do. <laughs> but right. they can put asses in seats. So, like, when I see people, it's like, oh, they picking up all these old football players. I'm like, I'm like bro. Good. <laughs> like why, why do you not want to see this <laughs> like, here's, my thing. Here's, here's my thing with this me and Cyrus watched the WCW show a couple of months ago called Capital uh, Combat and it was a bunch of people there that had collegiate uh, accolades and it was interesting because we couldn't name many people that had those accolades that were literally on NXT on the main roster anymore mm. you know what I'm saying yep. wrestling has kind of become of course, obviously, it's a body industry. I don't know why. People seem to think that it's not still a body industry. It absolutely is. If you don't look good, you're not going to look good on TV. And I think that's what kind of breaks the immersion with the AEW is that a lot of these guys, I think I put a question on Twitter last night. Who can beat Orange Cassidy's ass? Because this is the type of nigga that I, you could see him at a bar. You could probably, you could probably whip his ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need more people that look like larger than life. The, the, WWE is making an IP. They're making a brand. You know about this, Trevor. They're making, they're making a brand. Why I rock with the E, bro. Okay, it's because here's what the E says. Look, bro, you could do all the fucking Evan Bourne finishers and corkscrews off top of the rope. It's almost like shit. It's just shit almost like, 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 like normal sports. Look, we need you to have eight moves, a counter, and a sig. If you got eight of them bitches, you could pump the crowd up. You could play here. If you don't got them, you can't play here. You can do all the you can do all the all the danger spots, okay? You can do all the yelling and screaming, all the stiff shit, all the leg claps, all that cool shit. Can you do a high spot in front of all these people, in front of millions on Monday Night Raw? Can you do that? If you can do that, you can play here. If you can't, it's not the place for you, and that's okay. And the thing is, a lot of wrestlers who've been in this shit a very long time. They learn that that's how that shit really hot and put. I'm like, bro, no one cares about that. Why right. is this uh, football player this bad? I'm like, bro, you know why? Because he knows how to read the room. You don't know how to do that shit. That's how come you still stuck over there in ROH right now. So yeah, no. I, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the, I, and I'll say this the actual, um, the, the actual look has, hasn't really changed all that much. Yes, they, and I think people are so afraid that they have a collegiate background. And I think it's because a lot of people don't have a collegiate background. You know what I'm saying? They don't know how crazy it is that people could train themselves to be better and train themselves to do something. They're, they're not building a lot of Hulk Hogan's in that factory. There's still Shawn Michaels, Triple H. All those people are still there. They're still going to get people that can work, right? It's just that they're not going to be like the plumbers 
and Starbucks baristas that they they've been trying to they've been hiring. Because like, honestly, they understand. Like, bro, most of the people like when they get in the PC, bro, like, they get there and they've been wrestling so long. Like, some of them dudes didn't realize that they even had to work out before this. <laughs> like, they had to yeah. train to work on their bodies and shit. Like these dudes, they already done the training, working out on their body. Like, bro, like they played a high level sport. They've taught shit before in front of lots of people. Like, when you play a, a, a professional athlete, collegiate athlete, bro, that means people have been watching those dudes almost since they were 15, 16 years old. Like, this shit is not new for them. It's not yeah. like one day they were wrestling in front of 15 people out of nowhere they're wrestling. For, like, they've been doing this shit in front of, like, college, in college stadiums for, like, four or five years. This is easy for them now. All you exactly. got to do is teach them how to do the shit how to yell, and then how to do a couple scoop slams off the rope, and then boom, you got yourself a mid card. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think that, you know, I mean, let's just get into the, the rebrand itself. Uh, it was revealed by Wale, good friend of the show, good friend of mine. Yo. Uh, has, a, has a song, his song uh, Down South uh, is the theme of the new NXT, a little colorful rebrand, new logo and everything. Um, I, I didn't know about it until literally he sent it to me five minutes before he got, uh, five minutes before he sent it out. He said licensed. That's all he said. Then it was on, it was on Twitter. That's nice, nice, nice friend. Doesn't tell me anything. Um, what do you think about this? The look, everything. Cause I know you don't watch NXT very often, but will you give it a try to see what they're, what they're presenting, you know, and make your decision from there? I a hundred percent will, bro. It's just like, dog, as you know. Like, fam, WWE doesn't stop now. <laughs> and yeah. it's so different from, like, bro, remember, like, we grew up, you had, like, okay, here's, you got WWE 24-7. You can go tune into that, go catch some pay-per-views. But other than that, like, wrestling, WWE wrestling really does not stop now. It is all the time. <laughs> and it's really hard. Like I said, I'm going to try. I'm saying, though, it's really hard for me to keep up with NXT during the week, bro, when fam. SmackDown is long, Raw is long. Bro, like, bro you're, you're tape big because you know how long this shit is. <laughs> you got to really go in there and be like, okay, cool. What did I really need to see? Like, remember you used to make a joke and I was like, oh, shit, like, got the bathroom break for this yeah. match? It really do be like that. Because <laughs> there'll be a lot of time, a lot of shit that's taking place within these shows. And it's like, man, you got to really keep up. But look, I'm going to take your word for it, though, Johnny. Yeah, no, I, I, from what I hear, from what I know, NXT is gonna 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 be different, but it's gonna be for the better. I'll say that it's gonna be it's it's gonna be all the people that people wanted to be on the show, and they were like, "Where is this person at?" They're gonna get their fair chance because they got to get their fair chance now because if they don't, they'll be out. You know what I'm saying? Like they 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 gotta. It, it, this is the ship up or ship out time for a lot of them. Um, Adam Cole, watch. Man, we don't know nothing. Where you going? Man, <laughs> you know everything, man. You the plug. Where are you going? Well, I mean, here's my. But, well, I, I can't say with confidence that I know where he's going to do or where he's going to go. I do know that, like, the the reporting around him being at a certain blue brand is correct. But we don't, you know, it's been reported that he's a free agent. We knew this. His contract was up on Friday. We knew this. We knew he was working through TakeOver. We knew all of this stuff. He did a uh, he did an Amazon Mattel WWE live stream last week with Johnny Gargano. It was super funny. He's he's taken off the merch link. I mean, this is stuff that you do anyway when you don't work somewhere. You know, it's not a it's not an indictment. It's not a it's not anywhere. I mean, I see arguments on both sides. I'll say this on my side. 
I feel like Adam Cole has to me a higher ceiling in the WWE where he can grow to be that main event level star that we all know he is with the support that he has. We want to see those matches. I think to me, Trev, he's the last of the guys of that type, of that body type, of that size, of that style that could make it. He's the last of them. I I think that NXT got all of them and he's like the last of them. Like, because Gargano, I don't know if he gets a Daniel Bryan run. I do know that Adam Cole can because he can talk. You know what I mean? And and I think that that's just that's a pers- that's an avenue that I mean not not selfishly that I want to see him pr- pursue, but but just professionally I want to see him pursue because he deserves to have that that brand that look on the main roster. In AW, in AW that becomes tougher because now you're running into Punk, you're running into the to the elite who have to have forty five minutes to an hour every show. You have to have Cody when he's back, he's on his bullshit. You got to have Malachi Black. You got to have Andrade. You got to have uh, Daniel Bryan who's coming. You got to have Braun who's probably coming. There's no t- there's no time on that roster. You know what I mean? On top of that, bro, like what I think is with him is like Adam Cole. I think you put a lot of pressure on guys over there that they don't really want because they didn't come over there for all that. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like all them names going over there. Like I think whether he stays in WWE or leaves or whatnot, wherever he goes where he's putting pressure on those people in that locker room. Because the one thing about Adam Cole, Adam Cole gonna, gonna bring his shit. Like, let that be known with Adam Cole. He's gonna bring his lunch pail every fucking day. And when you're in the ring with him, bro, you gotta come you gotta come to work or he will make you look crazy. Right. No, absolutely. I, I think that again, no one knows the last report is that he's a free agent. I'm just reporting it just to kind of say that's what it is uh wherever he goes he'll be successful i can't say that i'll be watching AEW for his five minute segments every week but it's like i feel like they it's, it's weird to say this right the AEW is a little bit more clogged it seems like than the e is right now it, it feels like there's just a lot going on and but i mean adam has positioned himself as the top free agent in the world right now period and i think that's a good place for him to be and he should absolutely get the bag wherever he goes because whatever they're going to give him, he needs to he needs to look at the contract and be like, listen, I need a little bit more zeros on that. You know what I mean? And go where he go where he wants to go. And, and I think that's where he'll be. Uh, one last thing. Samoa Joe talks about the forbidden door. I don't know if you're familiar with the forbidden door, uh, Trev. It's, it's something that AEW said it was. It said it was a concept that AEW came up with where they were opening the door, so to speak, to uh, work with New Japan and uh impact and all these other places well Samoa Joe not a big fan uh he said I work for a company if I play for a major football club anywhere in the world you wouldn't like me out on the weekend to play for a rival a rival team Messi ain't doing day shifts over at Manchester United Samoa Joe look that's one thing I'll say about Samoa Joe Samoa busted this fucking ass to get here man yeah (laughs) crazy (laughs) as hell if you think that he finna go out and get over there with, with, the, with, the, with these seamless niggas. Like, <laughs> we watched Samoa Joe. You feel me, Johnny? You hear me? We yeah, saw yeah. the shit he was doing. We saw the bumps he took to get to here. To get to here. If he just got to go ahead and rock out NXT and then get a couple, you know what I'm saying, a couple matches here and there on the big shows, he cool with that. Because he knows, see, Samoa not a, a young dude. He knows the long game. He knows the long game. And right. there's nothing to be gained 
going to play with the Ops on the weekend when he with the E. Bro, he's wrestled matches, great promos. He can he can commentate. He he got the whole got the whole package. You hear what I'm saying? Bro, right. I used to watch Titus O'Neil do wrestling matches. <laughs> I used to watch Titus like That's period. You used to use period. I used to watch Titus O'Neil wrestle. <laughs> I used to watch this nigga wrestle, bro. Like you think you think you think some more don't don't see the long like bro, it's not like nobody is gonna ever respect him and like revere him the way we revere him as what he's done in this game. That's just not gonna be happening. He knows that. So there's no right. reason to go ahead and fuck that up because we want to prove a point and say, I'm this, that, uh, look, he got hurt one, two years ago. He probably saw the light and said, now he said, you know what, man? It's good over here on the good side. <laughs> and not only that, not only that, he got released. They said, what the fuck? And then they hired him back. You know yeah, what I mean? Bro, so he's going to be on his pee and say, you know what, bro? Like, what you need is what you need. He's not finna go over here and go on the fucking observe. Oh, uh, WWE did not. You know, them, and you know what happens to them dumb niggas? You, you know what they be? They be right there with uh, old boy, uh, Big Brodus, and uh, goddamn uh, Daniel, a bald head dude, a right back all them niggas right here on YouTube telling us about WWE and what they did and didn't do. Yep. You don't want, someone ain't trying to do that. <laughs> No, no, not at all. Uh, so when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about SmackDown and Raw, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Trust me. If you if you if you like Trevor's takes now, wait till we get to these shows, especially Raw. So when we get back <laughs> from the break, we're going to be talking about SmackDown and Raw on the A Show. We'll be right back. Want to talk about timing? Okay. Well, I accepted your last your last minute challenge. So how about the EST and the man tear it down for the SmackDown Women's Championship tonight? I thought Bianca had a brilliant idea. I'm well, here for it. Well, well. Tells me is Selena this disagrees. what the EST of WWE has been reduced to? Crying for a rematch. <laughs> I was promised a... It is getting mighty crowded in here on Friday Night SmackDown. Listen up, speaking. What I'm going to need is the two of you to move out of the way because clearly... Becky should be facing the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. I had to end it there because I got a question for you, Trev. Mm-hmm. Carmella, generational? What are we talking? Milk. Yes. Okay, thank you. SmackDown. Okay. <laughs> SmackDown. Friday night. You know what I heard, Trev? I heard a lot of it. I heard EST chants. I heard, I heard chants. I heard, I heard cheers. I heard claps. Niggas I was talking about pops. Bianca popped. I heard it. I, I heard will, it. And I'll say this. I'll say this. I was told that she was done. No. I was told she was over. She was over with. They were discarding her. In fact, I didn't hear that on Friday. Now, I didn't get a chance to say my feelings on the Becky-Bianca thing. I think it's old enough. That you don't have to hear my thoughts on it. I, I was told that this was going to kill <laughs> Bianca. 
That's I remember. Remember, there was people telling me that as if you know everybody's not hurt or some shit. Because you know, I, I don't know what the fuck people be talking about. Just just saying shit. What happened? She walked out there. She can look. Becky came out there, and guess what? Bianca got a great pop too. It's interesting how that shit works when you build stars. Becky got <laughs> Becky got a got a few booze too. Not gonna. I'm not gonna say Little Rock. Weren't they yes. in Little Rock? Yes, they were. They, they were feeling the black excellence out there, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know it. Yeah. You so, know it. SmackDown open with Becky Lynch coming out. Uh, we all know she's currently scheduled or is preparing to become a heel. So, obviously, we got the slow burn here on Friday. Uh, she comes out saying that she doesn't feel sorry for what she did to Bianca at SummerSlam and that she would have done it the same way. And that she, you know, ever since she's had a child, that she's she's come to to realize that she'll never give up anything ever again, and that she's going to protect it with her life. What do you feel about this promo? I think it was the right promo. Because, right. bro, here's the thing: like Becky loses nothing from saying that shit. She's Becky Lynch. Look, <laughs> she could have went over there and said, "You know what? You deserve your match and all this other shit." And guess what? People would have felt the same. Like it's what it is. Becky knows I, where, she, where she's at. And I think I think it was a good promo. And Becky's smart because um, she has never really not been like a white meat baby face. Like she she she's always been shades of gray to a, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. This promo she cut it was kind of giving you plausible deniability to say is she a face or is she a heel here? A, a baby face would like Drew McIntyre wouldn't say I don't feel bad about this. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not even Bianca would say anything like that in her current babyface iteration, but Becky's kind of laying it on a little bit. And of course, we get Bianca coming out to to challenge her, which brings out the other people that she's beat beaten before and Liv Morgan to come out to challenge Becky for the title. And when Bianca says, you know, let's do it, Becky says, no, and leaves, which does elicit some booze. And it elicits some like people saying, oh, okay, nice touch. Mm-hmm. I like right. it. Which leads to... Is, go ahead. Bro, with her having the belt and just, like, not, have, not having to do shit, it just builds the suspense. Like, cause like, for example, like, bro, next week, if Becky came out there, bro, like, during one of Bianca's matches and just stared her down and was just like, you know what I'm saying, I'm not finna do this shit, but I see you working, and came just, like, smack the shit out of her with the belt or some shit, I surely <laughs> don't think that like anything like there's going to be any real repercussions at this point. Right. There's going to become a point where Bianca gets to that. So they're going to have to simmer it down. I feel like bro, just like that would be a really dope feud where everybody wins. Do you feel it's going to be? Yeah, it's going to be, I, I I'm interested there. Obviously not much there on Friday. You got to set Bianca back up as the number one contender. I thought the elimination match was really good. I thought Bianca and Liv Morgan Liv surprised me. She shocked me on Friday. I think Liv can play, man. <laughs> I think Liv can play. Can she be, you know she's been around. Can she be at the top? I mean, she's still young. I think Liv is like 24 or 25 years old. There's still time with her. There's still a lot of time with her. Liv, Liv can be at the top if the right people retire. Oh, wow. So here's my... And, and that's a good question. And, and this, is, this is something that permeates. The four horsewomen, for better or for worse, are a constant in the WWE main roster. And that's a good, I mean, nothing wrong with that. You got a mix of 
people of color. You got a mix of, you know, second generation, third generation talent, stuff like that. They're, they're great as a, as a core. But when you start to pull away from that, and then and Asuka as well, who are the people that stand out? Obviously, you got Bianca at the top there, Tony Storm, and she's ready at the top there. Liv Morgan, one of those? I think she can be. Because I'm not going to hold you, bro. After that whole shit, Sasha pulled, dog, I have no problem seeing Liv, Liv Morgan go out there and bust her ass. Right. I have no problem. Like, it's not like, like bro, like, Sasha's not that much better than Liv. She's not wow. that much better than Liv. <laughs> all, all right. I, I have a few, there are a few crew members, Sasha crew members that listen to the show. His okay. Twitter account is at <laughs> Trevor Trump. <laughs> it is not hey, my me. Mom, hold on. You didn't say I was wrong yet. So so clearly there, there's a side of the fence that you're on right now. Here's the thing. Sasha is absolutely better than Liv Morgan, but Sasha is also a liability when it comes to, um, she's, she, I mean, she's, she's, kind of out of herself as a liability when it comes to being reliable at this point. Your best ability is availability. That's true. Your, your best ability is availability. Bro. And, and, like, and here's, here's, like, here, 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 here's my here's my deal, okay? Here, here's what I'm saying. As a professional wrestler, as a worker, as a person who's in the business, there's certain things that you're expected to do. And the thing is, Sasha doesn't want to do those things, and she's done that multiple times. So at this point, you're a liability. So I have to go with what's available. Like, that shit that she pulled two weeks ago, bro, that's unacceptable shit. But people will try and flip it like it is unacceptable. Like, well, if you're not happy, then quit. I'm like, okay, like, yeah. Fam, fam, that's fam. This, is, this is the W, double D. No, I'm going to spell This is the WWE. Whoever they want to make a star will be a star. Whoever they want to be on TV will be on TV. And they can make Liv Morgan, if they really want to, into anything that they want to make her into. Yeah. If Sasha says she wants to go, guess what? The WWE's going to figure it out. And they want to have to find a way to get Liv Morgan to be somebody. They're going to find a way to make it happen. Right. It's going to start right there at the mid-card. Go out there, beat a couple people, go on her own. I'm tired of being, you know, like laid down and all this stuff. You know how this shit go. Yeah. And then, boom, she comes out there. She challenges somebody for a SmackDown Women's title. She, they have a two-series match. She loses. Boom, bam, she's over. Oh, damn. We have a person who could potentially made event a, a SmackDown now. That's how this. That's how this shit's been for the last seven years. And I think I think people are ready for Liv. She's she was over on Friday, 100%. as far as the, as far as the women go. She was. They they were really feeling her. You know what's funny to me is that is how many people have have um have translated from the Thunderdome into the crowds again, and who's over. Who's it still it still surprises me some of the people that get reactions. And, and I think it's it was a good sign that Liv got the reaction she got on Friday, especially after being off the show for like two weeks. The one thing about the women is like there's a lot of just like likable people and the cool thing about the cool thing about the women's division bro is you could turn somebody heel and you can just flip them <laughs> you could just flip them right back bro and it ain't really gonna change like bro Char- charlotte is charlotte she's different <laughs> you know what i mean she's a different yeah. case but there's no like like for example that shit that bailey did that, that, that bailey did was absolutely like some amazing ass shit like i need that to be understood It'll never be. It'll probably never be done again. 
because it will never the, be done again, bro. Circumstances will never be like that again. Um, next up on on the docket here, yeah. Finn Balor puts Roman puts Roman Reigns in his sights for next week, but is Paul Heyman in the doghouse? I love this overarching story. Of course, we know Brock Lesnar came back at SummerSlam, and now Paul Heyman is they're they're questioning him, Trev. They don't know what he's doing. Hey man. I think it's really cool when they do shit like this, bro. <laughs> I think it's really dope when they when they do shit like this. Cause then I'm looking at uh, you know, like the little backstage cuts. Then you walk it out there and then you know Paul like he's kissing ass now because he wants to stay in the group. Like it, it, it's funny, bro, because we see shit like this in real life. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because not too long ago, Paul was treating Jimmy like this and he was treating Jay like this as well. A couple mm-hmm. months ago, not even that long ago, and now you're seeing the roles reversed. He can't mm-hmm. get into the door. He can't, you know. That I I thought that it was really good, really good writing here. And m- much as with anything Roman Reigns does, it's always pretty much like at the top or the best thing on the show. But I thought that the 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 Paul Heyman stuff was, was exceptional here. I I honestly I don't want to see Paul leave Roman's side. I I, I think that really I hope that's not where they're going. This is like if if if, if, if like LeBron was like. Hey yo, like Rich Paul, like we just not we just not fuck with you no more. <laughs> and the niggas is like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> you know, I used to do when they first start. We used to first start fucking with Paul. I was like, oh, this is some, this is some like the LeBron and Rich Paul wrestling type shit. Because remember, right. he was he, he would go to the Usos and go, hey, look, I got contacts. Whatever match you trying to get booked, I'm gonna book <laughs> this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then Block comes back. Oh damn, we have a conflict of interest. Uh oh, fellas, what's going on within the company? <laughs> are you saying that? Uh, are you saying that the bloodline is actually clutch wrestling? This is clutch wrestling, bro. <laughs> this is clutch. Hey, it's gonna be so clutch. And hey, hey, Survivor Series, <laughs> we gotta get the Rock. <laughs> rock pulls up for Survivor. <laughs> oh man, no, that's some funny it, shit. It really, it really is like you know a, a really cool dynamic here. My worry is that it will take away from the Finn Balor thing. Brock is back now. I would imagine that if Brock doesn't have a match at Extreme Rules, which probably won't be the case, he'll probably have it closer to Survivor Series or the December pay-per-view. Or he'll be in Saudi Arabia in October. One of those things are happening. Can't miss that bag. You know he gonna beat her. Yeah, you know he's he gonna beat her. <laughs> he, he gonna he gonna come out the depths of hell like the Undertaker for that shit. Exactly. And I'm starting to really think that it's gonna be Roman Brock and um, Saudi Arabia in October, which would be cool. However, where does it leave Finn, who has now challenged Roman for the title on Friday's SmackDown? Of course, we have a Madison Square Garden event coming up as well. That realistically, if you wanted to get that packed out, you announced Brock Lesnar for that show too. So. I, I'm just I'm not sure where Finn would be at here in terms of how it happened. Like I know we know the match is going to be a banger because Finn is is, is Finn elite. Yeah, I think Finn's elite. I mean, here's the thing: you just got to have him in the picture right now. As long as he's in the picture, this is, I think I think it works for him. Just have him in the picture. Have him around. Have yeah. his name. Have but like he's he's just coming back. You know what I'm saying? In the swing of things, there could have potential. There's, there's, I'm not saying everybody don't, don't know who Finn Balor is, but remember, bro, I saw it when I watched SmackDown. That same pop we used to get when the lights used to, with the ha, huh, it wasn't the same as it used to be. You feel what I'm saying? 
it's got to come back to that. I think this yeah. is a good time to do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think you you give. I mean, Roman makes guys. Yep. I think Roman. I think Roman likes Finn. Low I think key. On the lowest of keys, though, I'm really glad you said this shit. <laughs> he does. I mean, he he couldn't help Cesaro. I mean, and he sent Daniel Bryan packing to the to the Outlaw Mud Show, but he makes guys. He does. They're not done after him, like Bray Wyatt is. You know, he's gone too. I know that Mister. Uh, I, I know that Mister. Uh, RK Bro, and he better shut his mouth. No, oh, we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about him. We're gonna talk about him. Um, but I mean, this is tentatively happening. I really think it's gonna get turned into a triple threat or or a six man, um, not a triple, a six man tag. I really think it's not gonna happen the way that we wanted to. But I'm interested in seeing what happens next week. It was a good segment with Finn uh, calling a shot. I'm glad he's not Smiley Finn anymore. He is the character that he was on NXT, and I'm glad that they they brought him back over. It gives him an edge that he so sorely needed. And I thought it was it was a good. Uh, oh, see, look, it, what, hey, what happened? Man. Well, let, let, let's get let's get into it. You, you, you got a time limit here. Uh, next on the show, Rey Mysterio and Dominic. I need the Dom pack expeditiously. I need it so bad. Like, Remember, I need did you see the episode of, of Monday Night Raw a couple years back when Sean and um, Hunter put the Spirit Squad in a box and told them. <laughs> to beat up at this point with dom at this point with dom i think that that's needed right i think it, it has to happen he's gotta go i can't like here's what's crazy like remember we used to say like bro he needs to go to nxt i'm like where does he fit in on nxt <laughs> where is, i don't like, i don't just want to put him with the minorities i don't want to just put him in legato del fantasma but like he needs some he needs something he's just I think that they keep putting him in there with ring generals, which is smart. Sami Zayn is a ring general, and he made Dominic look like a million. He was bumping all over the place for Dominic. But mm-hmm. Dominic, to me, should not be like the Lucha style. He should be like more of an Andrade hybrid style. He's a 105 live talent right now, and he can't help wow. us. Yeah, I, said, I, I didn't say 205. I said 105. That's bad, wow. brothers. That's wow. Bad, bro. I'm sorry. It's just like in my line, I said, bro. He, he and you said this shit. He moves slow as molasses. Shit ain't crisp. His timing is off. Like he shouldn't be on on national television right now. He nepotism. Be. Nepotism. Yeah, it's nepotism. I mean, like <laughs> I said, I'm not mad at that shit. There's a there's a bunch of nepotism in the E. We know how this shit go. We gotta watch Redacted Redacted every week. Oh wow, wow! I'm I'm wondering who Redacted Redacted is. You you gonna see when we talk about her? Okay, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, She's a big problem. Where do you think? Um, where do you think this storyline is going with Dominic? Is it is it leading to him and Ray being at odds? I I really do think that Ray wants to face his son. I think that is what he wants to do and I think that's what we're leading to I think Ray wanted to win a title with his son and also wrestle against his son before before he was done I think I think that's fire plus on top of that bro like you don't really lose anything like oh shit Ray beat the shit out of his son oh no <laughs> like nobody's yeah. gonna really give a fuck it's just gonna be thanks pa for whooping my ass <laughs> you got a son you're better for this and then he goes out there beats the shit out of like fucking uh a, a Carrillo or some shit yeah <laughs> and then moves on with his life 
Umberto have to get the stray just now. Umberto. <laughs> Poor Umberto. <laughs> All right, man. Leave my guy out of this, man. He tried to come out with an edge too, and then the guy ran into ran into Mr. Cross. But um, last thing Say on SmackDown. <laughs> last thing on SmackDown here. Uh, Baron Corbin had a really good weekend. Good weekend, man. I fuck with Baron. Vegas. I fuck with Baron Corbin. Hey, he was winning. He was winning, man. He's back. We now have happy Baron Corbin. He got the money back. There's got to be a there's there's got to be another shoe that drops here. He's got to lose that money. I, I think this does this doesn't hit if he if he doesn't lose the money, right? Man, bro, when that nigga came out there with that with that hat on, dog. <laughs> 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 I look at him. He said, "He said he went for that briefcase." He, uh, he said. Twenty thousand, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand. I'm looking. I'm like, bro, this nigga's hilarious. <laughs> like, I'm watching. I'm watching the little digital cuts and he up there with the women and shit. I'm like, bro, Baron Corbin is amazing, bro. I will never let anybody slap this nigga. He just minds his business and entertains me every week. My thing is this, right? I used to hate even seeing this motherfucker on the TV. <laughs> That was his job. <laughs> that was his job. Like real talk, that was his job. And then once he saw the stick, you're like, "Damn, this nigga's amazing." <laughs> he was doing this shit on purpose. He's good at it. He's really good at it. You're absolutely right. That was his job. That is that is his job. And, and I think that now it's to a point where it's like, this is how you change your character, and this is how you have longevity. You know what I mean? And this is the type of personality and the type of storytelling that I feel as though they they fail at very often on WWE, but they've absolutely nailed it here and tied in Big E with it. And I think that this was a great direction for Big E because when you win the t- when you win the briefcase, yo, you're in you're in limbo. Like people get mad when when Money in the Bank winners lose and stuff like that. And it's like, but it's like it doesn't matter because when they win the title, they win the title. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think with Big E. Now the question is, who is it going to be? I think WWE is going to do a good job when it's time building the anticipation around him cashing in. Yeah. And it's going to be really dope when we see it. Now, like, if he just gets, like, if he just cashes in for, like, for the the WWE World Heavyweight title, like, I'm not going to be mad about this shit. Like, for example, let's just say, like, a dude... Like Lashley or some shit happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody who was like, okay, cool. We see him get beat. You know, we're not mad. Like, this is a good, that's a good look for him. Because they got big plans for you. They do. Because he's a really good wrestler. <laughs> he entertains me, sure. Yeah, it, it, I mean, listen. I I think that Big E has it. I don't think that we don't we don't need to wait any longer for him to be that. I do think that the idea that I'm I'm not sold on the on the idea that it's Roman yet. I'm just not. Really? I'm not sold on it on the I'm sold on the idea that it could be against uh I'm I'm sold on it being against Bobby or Goldberg. Yeah. Oh, like it's a, a hundred it a hundred percent's not 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 gonna be Roman. That's how come like bro uh, uh, the other day when people were saying the oh like watch money in the bank like because like as you were saying like money in the bank top five top five now. I don't see him going, like, bro, because the thing is, like, what can Roman, like, in a feud like that, like, for the title, bro, I just personally, he will be ready one day. 
But at the same yeah. time, I think there's another level that he's going to have, have to go really tap in on to really be a part of that upper echelon like I know that he can really be. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. you know, he's came, he's came a long way in the last six to eight months. And right now I would say he's on pace. And there's no okay. reason to rush the shit. You know what I'm saying? Everybody Absolutely. wants the shit now. Like, it has to come now. I'm like, no, let it come. Let it come. Let him warm up to the idea of even imagining him in that realm of being this type of star. Let people get accustomed to that. And then that's when you can make that next really big push that you want to make. Right. And that was SmackDown. I thought it was a solid show. Really the two a two segment show to me. The uh opening women's spot and the uh the ending spot there. Everything else in the middle was kinda like, eh, good to good to meh. Hopefully this week will be better. Let's get to Raw, which I thought was actually a good show this week. It had it, it was a show that had people talking. That's for that's for damn sure. Um, but let's first talk about Damian Priest. Elite? Damian Priest is elite. And I know he's elite simply for the fact that they let him start the show off. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> they let him start off the show. With the, lights like, dim. with the lights dimmed. With the lights dimmed. Fans like him, but they let him get out there with the big boys and he looked like he belonged. That's that's a sign. Okay, like he 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 really him. <laughs> you yeah. gotta let him rock and on top of that, like look, when they let him get the pin too, that, that that nigga's here. And Raw needs a guy like him right now. <laughs> oh absolutely. Raw needs a guy like him right now. Like this thing don't like some just throw him around like no, that that show is, yeah. <laughs> and, and here's my thing. My my um, my thing about it is is that like you said, when they want to make you, they make you. Mm-hmm. And I remember being frustrated that he was getting these Miz matches and he was getting these these you know all this stuff. He wouldn't leave Miz alone. And I said, when are they going to do something with him? And last mm-hmm. night was the rocket ship. It was there. You go. It was. It's just, it, 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 it just hopped off the porch like bam, boom. Hey, here the shit is, niggas. <laughs> yeah. what you want to do with it and so like I said like you were talking about like you know we were talking about the Miz earlier that's why I fuck with the Miz cause niggas bro you get into it with the Miz bro you gonna get seen and it, and you you bound to beat him everybody gonna be talking about the Miz bro no one cuts the TV off when the Miz is on right. I don't know about you <laughs> but I'm gonna watch the Miz so like if you just throw anybody in there okay cool Damian Priest is involved he's just coming to the show you know, everybody didn't watch it NXT. They need to learn who this guy is. They gotta learn who this guy is. Yeah. This is the best way. He entertained me. All his matches were good. All his backstage segments were good. Like he's done what he needed to do. And well, he did it to know, the point. My bad. It's good. We should we should have known Priest was was getting to that level with the bad bunny thing, right? We knew that. Mm-hmm. But 100. it was it takes to me the next step was having that banger triple threat with Sheamus and Drew. Drew wanting his title, that means a lot. Drew is now another guy who can make guys because of what he's done in the past year. I believe it if you beat Drew McIntyre now. I believe it. Mm -hmm. Damian Priest pins Drew McIntyre to retain his title. I believe it now. I don't know where they're going to go. I don't know what I, he seems to be calling out Bobby Lashley. I don't know if they want to get they don't if they want to beat Damian like that yet. But yeah. I believe in the guy now. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here, man, with it. I'm like, like here's the thing, like I can you know how like you see glimpses of like a dude who's just it's like 
I'm just here right now because this is what they're asking me to do. But other than that, though, like, I'm better than this shit. When I see Priest, that's what I see. Like, he knows, it's like, I don't belong here. Like, I'm supposed to be over there with them dudes. And he made sure we knew that shit on Raw. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you want to get into this? <laughs> I really want to do a play-by-play of this. I just want to get right to it from now. Charlotte and Nia Jax. Okay. Redacted, redacted, bro. Get her off of my national television. Aaron, this was all that. This was uh, one of the weirdest. That, so unpro- that shit was so unprofessional, bro. No, don't even say it. There wasn't shit weird about it. The shit wasn't okay. And the way that she was throwing her down like that, bro, like that's not Charlotte Flair. Like, what the fuck are we doing, man? Right. Like, so, real talk, bro. I, I want to I get some background before we get into it. Charlotte and Nia had a match, which is odd to me, especially considering the finish of this match, because I thought that we were going with Alexa Bliss. So I don't know what was going on here. I don't know what the what the course change was here with Alexa and Charlotte, which to me was a is a better program, if you ask me. <laughs> so Charlotte and Nia have a match. There is a point in the match after a commercial break. For one, let's be clear here. It was chippy the whole time. They were stiffing each other the whole match. After the first commercial break, Charlotte gets flipped onto her neck in one of the most uncomfortable spots I've ever seen where Nia lifts her up for a back body drop, but Nia does not come down with it. She just throws Charlotte on her neck. Doesn't protect her at all. What were you feeling when you saw that part, Trev? Fam, I got really fucking mad. Like, bro, here's the thing. Like, I never, no matter how fucked up professional wrestling is, I never wish ill on people. But, like, when Charlotte, like, took t- t- took that shot at her knee, I was like, you know what? You probably do need to do that shit. Because that means you're probably helping everybody else be healthy. Like, Nia Jax is a liability when she's in the wrestling ring. And I think we forgot that all because, you know, like, they were making sure she looked. Because remember she had, like, 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 two good matches that one month. And we were like, oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> she did what she's supposed to fucking do as a professional wrestler. Ah. And she's back on this bullshit again. And the thing is, bro, fam, I really like watching Charlotte Flair perform, bro. I really do. If you go out there and you fuck her up because you have these old grudges that you got, bro, look, at the end of the day, you have to be a professional, bro. And it wasn't just one stiff slam. That's my biggest issue. I'm going I'm to get to that. I'm going to get to that. I'm like, going to <laughs> she I'm gonna really get... picked her up and threw her on her fucking neck. Four yeah. fucking times, bro. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm surprised the WWE didn't say, no, I stop this shit. Cause like, once, once she, once he, uh, cause bro, look, you seen Charlotte. Charlotte's like, like six, eight, 125 pounds, bro. He, she ain't finna do shit with Nia Jax. She ain't finna oh, no. do shit with Nia Jax. Well, here's, here's not- my, here, here's my thing. Like, after this happens, they continue to they they continue to still try and have a match. Okay, they, they continue to still have try have a match after this. Charlotte, being as professional as she can, there's a moment when Charlotte tries to roll Nia up. I don't know if there was something said. I don't know if there was something that happened. She tried to roll her into a near fall. Nia gets up and says, "No, fuck that." Charlotte says, "Yo, what the fuck is you doing?" Basically, slaps her in the face, and Nia says something like, "Don't start, don't do it." Nia punches Charlotte, gives her a, a swift three-piece. Charlotte, I'm, I'm sorry, she was out on her feet. She was dead on her legs after that three-piece. <laughs> no, she was not ready for that shit. Like, she was just trying to go get this money. Like, hey, hey, yo, like, we trade this shit off. Like, look, 
you would stiff with me, I'd be stiff back with you. But bro, you fin- you finna hit her straight in her face on her shit. Like, here's the thing. If you're gonna shoot like that on, on national TV, at least make the shit look real. That's what professionals do. Yeah, we, we gonna we gonna really wrestle some shit, but we're gonna make this shit look good while we're trying to beat each other's ass. So that's how come I fuck with Brock. Brock, like, look, bro, I'm gonna fucking like break your back. <laughs> But, like, we're going to make this shit look good while I break your back because I don't fuck with you. <laughs> and that's why I like, bro. But it, it was such a such a odd thing that happened because after this, there's another point in the match where Charlotte gives her a boot, I believe. As she's getting up, Charlotte's mushing the back of Nia's head mm-hmm. and says something to her. I, I didn't quite catch it. I'm not sure what she's... I think she said, like, are you mad now or something like, get mad now or something like that. Mushes her. There's another stiff spot. And there's a odd, awkward power bomb where um they where she has Charlotte not even, you know, in the power bomb position, you're supposed to be like kind of like have her legs protected, have her neck protected, was not protected. Just she slammed her. her ACL, Charlotte did. You saw that shit, the way that her, her back leg dropped? Yeah. Like she didn't it, even secure the bottom leg. I'm like, fam, you you're about to compromise the whole fucking show doing stupid shit like this. So I want to know this, bro. Like, there was really nobody else available to do this shit. Like, real talk, there was nobody else. Well, my thing is, is like, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know why Nia won this match. I have no idea why she won this match. You know why Redacted Redacted won this match, man? You're right. We just talked about it 15 minutes ago. Look, <laughs> nepotism in the E is like peanut butter and jelly. It just goes together. <laughs> the only difference is the other person who almost got fucking hurt is actually one of the best wrestlers we've seen in a, in a long time. <laughs> so it's like, yo, you putting her at risk for what? Like, she just came back off a break not too long ago. What, why the fuck are we doing this? Like, really, bro, Nia Jax really, really went away came back, had two good matches, and got right back on her bullshit and said, they just said, let's keep her on TV. We got people who are actually really good at, at what they do back there. Like, we have women in that division who are really good at what they do. Why the fuck I have to see Nia Jax? Really, though. Like, why the fuck do I have to watch Nia Jax? Like, I really like to watch, I don't know if you like her, but I, I really like like watching Shayna Baszler work. I do. I do too. Yeah, I, I do too. Shayna had a good match with Rhea Ripley that night, uh, on, on Monday Night Raw. A great match, bro. Like, there's talented people all over. And it's like, fam, you really finna tell me there's nobody that could replace Nia Jax? I swear, I swear, dog, I'm not trying to go on no Stephen A type tangent with this shit. No, it's, it's, I've it, really been watching this a very long time. And it's like, it's disrespectful to the sport at this point. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I, I think what she did was unforgivable. I'm not going to, I'm not going to you know, say that Charlotte's response was the best either, but she was the more professional of the two in the, in the match. I'm not clear if, if you know, what was it? Cause again, it's, it's, it's not ballet obviously, but it's also a communication issue. If there was a miscommunication that led to that, yes, then there should, they should talk, they should talk about that. But I think Nia was clearly the aggressor here mm-hmm. and it started from the moment the match started. I really feel like they don't like each other to be honest with you. And I, I don't know why they keep getting paired together because they've done this before. They've had matches like this before where Nia's dropped Charlotte on her fucking neck and they continue to let, they continuously have them have matches. And the reason I said why did Nia win this is because now we got to get another match like this and you don't know what's going to happen between these two. 
Why did she win this match? I, I, I'm just trying to find out because I'm saying, well, this is WWE. Why the fuck do I still have to see the Nia Jackson TV? <laughs> like, bro, like, like, no, like, like, r- real talk, bro. Like, this isn't, this isn't like 2010 anymore. Or no shit, like, bro. This is like, this is, this is a real wrestling division. This is real the level of talent. Division. The this level of talent, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, why the fuck do I have to watch her? I know it's back there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, 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 like, sometimes, like, when I'm watching the show, I'm just like, is there anybody? Like who's just a casual fan is wondering the same shit I am about Nia Jax because like it's no. not like she has an appealing brand of wrestling. It's not appealing at all. Like she doesn't do shit. She doesn't move. She doesn't do shit, bro. And then she gonna come all the critics and all the no nigga, you really can't work, <laughs> and you're not trying to work. <laughs> like there's no vision for you, bro. Like you don't really, you really don't belong here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this leads to next week, but it happened. It's definitely the the most talked about thing that happened on this show, which was which was a good show. I think it overshadowed some of the actual good stuff that happened. Um, I, I think the the uh, Nikki Ash Rhea Ripley thing clearly leading to Rhea turning heel. I can't wait for that. I think that's going to be a banger. Um, we had <laughs> Karrion Cross, which we now know you do not think is elite facing Umberto. What are they doing with him? I, I need to know what that shit was. <laughs> I need to know what that shit was, bro. Like real talk. If Karrion Cross come come across next week, okay, look, you book him. He's there. Like, what's next? What's next? He seems like he seems like one of the guys that they keep having beat everyone, and then when he gets a big match, he's gonna lose. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, bro, like we're wasting our fucking time. <laughs> You know, like, bro, the fans don't care. They don't give a shit. (laughs) Do they? It's not like, I don't don't think he's one of those dudes who's like, oh, we can build carrying to be, like, no, no, really. Like, where does he fit on this show? For what? (laughs) It's no reason. He's not getting over it. He needs a complete character change on the main roster. I don't think this character works. Not only he, no, he he a hundred percent does, and you know dudes figure that shit out too. Like where they think that whole NXT shit, they finna come to the main roster. Like okay, cool. Ask some same niggas who thought that same shit, and guess what? They yeah. sent them niggas either right back to the crib or to go reinvent their fucking selves because that shit yeah. was ass. He gonna, um, he gonna be in that crossroads. Don't worry, it's coming. <laughs> we got uh, and then the main event. We got RK bro. What it was originally supposed to be. Sheamus and Bobby, of course, that got changed, as it always happens on Raw. I'm not even going to get into it. But the main event of the show ended up being Lashley and MVP versus RK Bro. RK Bro is a generational tag team. Trev. Damn, what did I say the other day? I saw them niggas. I said, oh, no, that's Rocket Sock. <laughs> like, Yo, this is the Rocket Sock connection right here. This is it. Like, And on top of that, Riddle is Hashtag over. He is over. They love, <laughs> you hear me? They love the guy. They really they do. love him. And what I love, what I love about, especially this Randy Orton over the last year and a half, two years, like, the cool part about this tag team is we get to see parts of, of Break Kayfabe Randy that we didn't get before, and now it just looks normal because he has a dude around him that can let him be that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I really think that's cool to get to see like a very 
like like a un- a serious but unserious Randy that's going out there. So he can do goofy shit from time to time that's fucking like hilarious. Like, yo, this is great. Like I love this. Like yeah. I wanna s I-, I can't wait to see like where this goes. Cause I really do fuck with this, bro. And Absolutely. on top of that, if let's say like obviously my question is this how long do you see this last? Because in the, the day, bro, Randy Orton is Randy Orton. <laughs> see what I would do. There, there's so many moving pieces, right? I, I think the end game here would be Orton and Riddle at Mania, to me. Yeah, that would be. That's a few that I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want. Absolutely, it's a. It, but but the thing is, is there a title involved? I don't think there needs to be. I think the the idea of there being friends, I, I think it could it could it could really kind of come apart at, at, at Royal Rumble and they're, when they're both in the match. I think it could come apart there. It could come apart earlier than that. But I think you give them a good run till about December. I would say let the Vikings take the titles off of them. Honestly, I think that's a that's the best tag team for Raw going forward. Uh-huh. The- they, come there, they, take it, they take it off them and then they start beefing. Randy R kills the shit out of him, and then I want to see see a side of Riddle where he comes out there and he gets on Randy's ass. Like I'm not playing with you, nigga. Yeah, I mean, I I really think ideally you you call up Gargano and Champa from the from NXT, or you call up uh, Gargano and Austin Theory, have them be tag champions on Raw or something like that, and then have you know Vikings and those guys go against each other for the for the time being, and get maybe one or two more tag teams there, and then you go forward with the Riddle Riddle Orton breakup. I don't know if there needs to be a, a title involved, but it, it, if Big E is realistically, because that's what I want to talk about with Bobby, but like, you know, you, you, you'll have that opportunity. We get, we get up, but you know, getting on the Bobby thing, we get a video from Goldberg saying that he's going to be back. He wants his soul. We know Saudi Arabia is coming up. Mm-hmm. We know, we know Goldberg's, you know, his relationship with Saudi Arabia and, and, and titles. Okay. <laughs> it goes down there. So this is what I'm thinking. This is, what I'm hey, <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. October, Saudi Arabia crown jewel. Goldberg beats Bobby. Ends this terrible reign. And then we get Roman and Goldberg in the match we were supposed to get at WrestleMania. We get that at Survivor Series, right? Mm-hmm. Big, e, Big E comes out at the rematch. So Bobby, Goldberg rematch in December. Bobby wins it back. Bobby loses it to Big E. Big E is your WWE champion. I don't word. think they want. I don't think Big E gains much from the Universal. I know people want him to to to, to win the Universal from Roman. I think that's Why? cool and all. Roman, but here's, here's my point. 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 Roman is giving that title prestige right now, right? Mm-hmm. The WWE title has that prestige currently, and you'll have two. What you'll have? What three black champions in the last two years on that yeah. docket? Yeah. That looks way better, right? In, in retrospect, it does. Like, here's the thing. Like, if E gets uh, the WWE title, like, I don't think, like, it's, it, it's, it's not like, you know, when we were coming up, it's like, bro, this, this is the WWE championship. Like, that means if you have this belt, you were on the top of the company type shit. Because it's clear, like, we, bro, that, that's, that's what the universal belt is going to be now. You feel what I'm saying? So then, yeah. you know, E gets it. He holds it. It adds some shit to his name. You know, he gets a cool feud with somebody that he's clearly better than, beats the shit out of him, boom, he's established. Like, we were just talking about that shit earlier. Now, my question to you is this, okay? 
How long could you see him retaining? E? Yeah. Not long. Because we've got to remember. we got to remember. Got to remember. I don't, I'm not trying I don't to be either. mean. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be mean. Money in the Bank title holders don't have the title very long. They never have it very long. At yeah. like a, two months tops. They never have the title that long. So the thing with E is that you're going to get the reign. <laughs> but that's not the important part. The important part is what he does with it. Yeah. And what and what he's able to do and what he does after the rain. So right. that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking going forward. I think you get Riddle Orton at WrestleMania in Dallas in a banger. And I think to me, as Orton's career kind of winds down, could be one of his last, to me, like one of them ones, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get E in the mix for the WWE title at WrestleMania. And then the other side, I don't know with Roman. I really don't know who beats him. I, I can't call it. I'm not seeing nobody. Right Bro, now. I, I really don't like here's because it's it's crazy because like it's the way the, the WWE works now. Like somebody has to get beat. <laughs> like like Roman has to get beat. It's just like, damn, who? Like the perfect way to do it, bro. In my opinion, it probably is just what they're going to do. You have because this because this means, bro, you keep the Roman you got. Then on top of it, it just it helps him as a character. Yeah, Paul leaves him for Brock back against the wall. It's just him. You feel what I'm saying? Back against the wall. We rooting for him. They trying to fuck him over. Yada yada. And he got he has his belt. Lost his representation. I even say this. Fuck it. Like if he loses, like these little Uso cousins and shit, right? So he got everybody working against him, right? Everybody screwed him over. And he gives us these legendary promos, like. I told you niggas, it wasn't about them. This was me. I did this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was him. They needed me to be this person, be that person, be this other person. You got filler in there where he going against Heyman and he going against Brock. They rocking with Heyman and all that shit. He beats all those niggas after they strip him. Because let's say like this, bro. Tell me if I'm tripping. He goes out there. He gets screwed over. They jump and they take his belt away. Yada, yada, book another one. We working against the system. They trying to screw him over. He gets his shit back. He holds his shit. He beats another nigga one more time in the rematch. Boom, bada, bang. The the title is made now. The title is made. If he loses to Brock, bro, what's you gonna be you gonna be upset? But you can't, but you can't bounce it around to like the same two guys to me. I think SmackDown has too many people where it just bounces from Roman to Brock to Roman to Brock. That's why I'm like, do you take the title off Roman and make the Brock thing non-title? Because you get, but the thing is, Roman's still the biggest thing on the show, yeah. right? So like, yeah. even if a Finn gets it or a Big E gets it, which is why I think that if Big E gets it on Raw, he'll be the biggest thing on the show. But like, if if a if a you know if if they get it, it's and unless Trev, you bring Drew McIntyre over to SmackDown, you get a. That's the show that you're watching every Friday. That might be a show. Raw's Raw's DVR only. On Fox. <laughs> hey, hey, Drew, Drew Roman on Fox for, for the uni. Hey. Hey. <laughs> but, but uh but that was raw. Uh I I, I want to thank you, Trev. I know you gotta get out of here. You got you gotta you, you're a busy guy. I wanna thank you for being on the show. Is there anything you wanna plug, anything you wanna say before we before we get out of here? Man. What I want to say, what I got left, 
what I got in me. <laughs> what I got in me, bro. It's just, it's weird, bro. Like, we've really seen just, like, during the pandemic, like, we just saw a lot of things happen to WWE, or we just, we thought, like, we didn't know how we were going to get out of this. And here we are. Fans are back. People are just happy to be there. Like, that's the one, one thing I'm liking right now. Like, I haven't seen, you know, like, all the crowds do completely stupid shit so far. It's coming, I know. It's, it's for sure coming. But right now, we're in a cool spot where everyone's happy to be there. You know, we're getting asses back in seats. We're building up people. It's a good time to be a WWE fan. Like, you know, the NXT shit happening. I feel yeah. good, Johnny. Like, I feel really yeah. good about this product. Like, this is for these people. I don't even know. We talked about this shit. Uh, do y'all talk about this shit yet? Folks said that there was going to be a war. A oh, no. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> like, like, two different companies, man. Two different types of things, man. Two, two different types of Like, bro, it's not a competition. Like, there's no way niggas watch SummerSlam. Like, I really saw people try to come out and say SummerSlam wasn't a good show. I'm like, nigga, what part? You were talking about, you think the WWE doesn't know that, oh, y'all going to talk about this shit? Like, fam, good, bad, indifferent, whatever. Y'all going to try to find something that y'all didn't like about this shit. Y'all going to try to find something. Guess what? Becky came back, and Becky won. Don't pretend like you did not love that shit. That's what I hate about wrestling fans, especially on the internet. You fucking love that shit. Yeah. Y'all will go on one day and then slander Bianca for two weeks. She loses the belt. They didn't do right by Bianca. <laughs> they screwed Bianca over. You know how this wrestling shit go. Yep. All they mean is the WWE is back. <laughs> the WWE is back. Fans are back. See, the WWE has gotten smart. They understand that these, these fans, they really don't know what they want. <laughs> they don't know what they want. So you know what you do? You give them some shit that they pretend that they don't want, that they absolutely love, because they just want to complain. That's all them niggas want to do, Johnny. They want to complain. There it is. We're not we're we're not here to do that. We're here to go and enjoy no we're here to enjoy the fucking product. Like folks tell me, like, I'm Trevor, did you read the dirt shit? Like, nigga, I'm not doing all this shit. Like, bro, I'm not finna let that fuck up the product for me. <laughs> what I'm here to do is look, can you cut these promos? Can you work? Do you have timely matches that get me in and out? And do you have good hot spots? If you got all them shits, I'm gonna rock with you. If you don't, you don't. And I'm going to say I don't rock with you. You see, I'm a real simple person. <laughs> well, I said redacted, redacted. I mean, everything I meant about redacted, redacted. A lot of people <laughs> okay, would have said. Okay. okay. <laughs> a lot of people would have said. Hold on, hold on, hold on. A lot of people would have said that, oh, that Sasha Banks shit, that guy is sitting live. Family watching professional wrestling my, my entire life, bro. That shit Sasha did is unacceptable. I'm not going to make excuses. It's 2021, and she felt that they didn't like, no, I've seen y'all do this soft-ass shit before. I'm not going to change the way this business has been for, for the last forever, forever, because of one person. This is wrong. And back in the day, dog, can you imagine the shit Vince would, would did, did, did to Sasha in like, like, like 07, 08 for some shit like this? She'd be gone. That, no, she'd be out of here. <laughs> she she is joining total non nonstop impact, <laughs> no total nonstop action, all the other shit. She gonna be on Spike TV <laughs> because it's bullshit. Yep. I still live by that rule. Like you can go, you can do all the articles and all the 
quick shoots and all the shit you want to. At the end of the day, bro, you got to come to work. You can there cut all that. I just felt like I had to get this shit off my chair. <laughs> I know it ain't me. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave it because people got. I want people to tweet at Trevor Trout and tell them how they felt about this promo you just cut. I'm going to keep that shit. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> this was the, the A show uh, for episode 202. Next week, me and Mills will be back in business for another week in the world of pro wrestling. Thank you all for listening. Of course, sign up for our Patreon, uh, the A Show RNC, to get all of all of this content. Me and Trevor had a really good conversation that's only on Patreon, and I think that you guys should definitely listen to it to hear who he thinks is going to be elite. But we also have new episode of Spot Callers coming. We're going to have two episodes of Spot Callers in September because me and Cyrus, of course, miss August. We got busy, but you're going to get two episodes of Spot Callers this uh, this month on Patreon. But we also have Rewriters Room. We have uh, we have the War Report with Mills, not Mills, with, with Cyrus and uh, Quan, and more content for you guys coming up, including a new season of Legendary Run with Batista's 2005 run. So yeah, stay on the lookout for that, and we will be back with you guys next week on the A Show. Peace.